David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, I forgot what a studio looks like. I haven't been here in so long. Right now, I'd say it looks pretty good. But you gave me a good reason to come in today. Always. And the reason it looks good is not that I've missed you that much, although I have. <laughs> but we have a wonderful in-studio guest, Allison Papp, world-renowned actress model, who is here to brighten up our normally wonderful show to make it even more wonderful. You're going to break the ice? I'll try to be the icebreaker because she is the icebreaker brand model ambassador ambassador whatever it's not model I'm it's ambassador ambassador you have to make it sound more it, it, it's official. the ambassador ambassador oh oh the, a- ambassador oh okay yeah, yeah how are you i'm excellent i'm happy to be here we're happy you're here i'm glad you guys got to have me her mic even <laughs> coordinates with the jacket it does i thought you should have the purple mic but it's oh. okay doesn't go with the white. <laughs> so you're an actress. You're a model. You're a Renaissance woman. How, how did you get into all that wonderful stuff? Oh, my gosh. We don't have all day, do we? Sure. I got into it when I was 18 years old. I had a choice to go to Dartmouth or move to model, and I chose modeling. Dumbest thing I ever did. <laughs> Ivy League college or modeling? Yes. And, um, yeah, I chose modeling, and it moved me here to Chicago. And that was my choice. I was supposed to go to New York, but it was too far for my family. I was 18 years old, for crying out loud. Okay, so we're talking like three, four years ago. Yeah, exactly. So where are you from originally? Columbus, Ohio. Go Buckeyes. Ooh. O-H. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's the only state that's round at both ends and high in the middle. But I'm bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. So, yeah, I started my journey modeling and um, just recently started getting into the acting stuff. And it's amazing. How difficult is it? I mean, obviously, you know how to wear clothes, you know how to walk, things like that. But a tremendously competitive industry modeling. And that's one of the things they wanted to pull me the agencies wanted to pull me when I was 15 years old. And my parents said, absolutely not. You have to have your self-esteem from the inside. Otherwise, it's going to crush you. I mean, it's an industry full of rejection. And the younger, the better. And we all age. It's a fact of life. And But you have to be good with yourself. And you have to be strong. And you have to know who you are. And you have to take that rejection and not really care. Did you fight your home. parents on that? Maybe. Yeah. I was a little bratty teenager. Yeah, of course teenage, I did. Uh, I'm like, they do. want me to go to New York to be a model. How can you not let me go? I could get a nice car. I could have nice clothes. And now I'm so thankful. I see the I see the big picture now. So you grew up in those two, three years? I did. I mean, it just would have been... It was already, already scary at 18, 
coming to Chicago, I picked it, like I said, over in New York. And I knew that I could get in my car and drive home to Columbus if I needed to. Um, but it was still intimidating coming from a small town. I'm living in the model apartment and the stories you hear and... It's just, it's a, it forced me to grow up really fast. What's the model apartment? Oh, so I lived in this model apartment. It's a two bedroom, four bunk beds in each room, and a pull out couch in the living room. So you shove like 10 girls in there. Imagine 10 girls, models, trying to get ready for castings and go sees in the morning. One bathroom? Two bathrooms, but still, <laughs> nightmare. Nightmare. Well, and I'll assume some of you were going on the same auditions or castings. Yeah. And it's like, I'm supposed to like you, but I hate you. Well, I love competition. I know we're not supposed to say that, and we're kind of raised that competition is bad and you should feel guilty, but I'm so competitive in a nice way. Was there, like, mud wrestling in the apartment or pillow oh, fights? Oh, you know, every anything you can imagine that went on, it sure did. Yeah, Dave was hoping wink, for, wink. like, a jello wrestling match or something you like that. You know what? We would actually sit there. I would read the medical dictionary. To it go was, to sleep? It was really boring. <laughs> and, and, and nobody ever asked you out? And nope. Nobody just ever hit all, on you? We all went in and meditated together and, and prayed that each other would do well the next day <laughs> on castings. And you are an actress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a shit show. That's what, that works. Don't worry. Can any I other famous <laughs> Any other famous girls in the apartment? One of the girls that I lived with at first was a girl, Mercedes, that was on the first or second edition of America's Next Top Model. I think she won or came in second place. Um, but there are a lot of girls that are still working big time. Um, another thing that happened was they wanted me to go to Europe so I could develop my book and my tear sheets and do this great stuff. Guess what? I didn't go. I was too scared. Really? And that's that's was my regret. But I wasn't ready. You know, it wasn't time for me. It wasn't... So would you have been walking the runways in Paris and all that good stuff? I could have been, yeah. But I chose... Chicago? I, you know, my gut just didn't... It wasn't... I wasn't developed enough to be strong and say... No, I mean, it's already hard enough maneuvering around this new city that was big for me, and then to ship me over to another country and, you know, not have anyone. You can't trust anyone. In well, David and in, I would have gone with you. Yeah, that would then I would have gone, and <laughs> we, I would have no regret. We could explain it to our wives somehow. The only thing I know Columbus besides the Buckeyes is the Arnold. You don't know what the, the Arnold is. Arnold. Oh, yeah. yeah, everyone knows the Arnold. I go there. I'm also a fitness model. As you can tell, you know, I'm really big and strong and bulky. bulky. Yeah. Um, I'm putting muscles is my nickname. But yeah, that's huge in Columbus besides the Buckeyes. Right. I mean, the Buckeyes. Number one in everything they do. Are they? I don't think they're number one right now, are they? They're number two. A lot of people think of the Buckeyes as number, number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly yeah. in Michigan, I think. <laughs> right. So what are you modeling now or promoting? So now um, I got out of the business for a while. Actually, I wanted to be an emergency room doctor my whole life. So in 
my mid teens. Yes, that works. I decided to, you know, just get out. I started studying medicine, worked in allergy immunology for three years, and something just brought me back. And Chicago is such an awesome market, especially for me not being 18 or 19. It's a catalog commercial market. It's not, it's more becoming more fashion, but it's really a lifestyle market. And so much is coming here as far as acting. It's beautiful. The jobs it's creating, the, I mean, there's six things filming here right now. And they just finished Cinespace, which is the second largest studio in the world, next to one in L.A. And then, you know, people are getting a tax break for filming here. And I heard some directors and producers talking the other day, saying how much they love working with Chicago talent and production, because nobody feels entitled. Everyone's so excited to be working, and they just don't feel like, oh, of course I should have this job. Or they go to scout a location, and the bar is like, yeah, 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 film here, absolutely, instead of, well, I'm going to need this and this, and they they love it here. So I don't think that it's going to slow down. I think it's just going to continue to go. Did you go to acting school, or is, are you just a natural I'm just a natural. Of course. You, you've got to be born with it. But yes, I do take classes. And what do they have classes in? Acting. In acting. <laughs> you know, but there, there is, there, there are methods. You know, there are things digging deep inside of yourself and pulling out characters and creating these things that are realistic while being you. You can never stop learning. So of your attributes, when people go looking for an actress like Alison Papp, do they say, I like those light blue eyes? Is it blue or hazel? Your eyes? Can you really not see? Uh, They're blue. But, like, a, but a light blue. Very light blue. Almost like a white, white light blue. They get freckles on them. Like you got them at the optician. Yeah. But I got him from my dad. Really? Yeah, he's not an optician either. He didn't want him back? No. Yeah, he stumbles <laughs> into a lot of stuff, though. He does, he does. So, you know, I'm just getting into the acting. So it's, for me, the transition, everyone says, oh, models that want to be actresses. That's so crazy. But if you think about it, especially lifestyle modeling, that's acting. When I go do a shoot for um, whatever and I'm playing a soccer mom with a kid that I don't have, you know, that's acting, but for the can- for, uh, for pictures. And the transition for me is super easy and I'm going at it slow. I haven't had my big break yet, which if I don't have it, I'll be crushed. I won't be crushed, but <laughs> right now I'm giving it my all. What's and been your best uh, thing to best best gig to date? Maybe I have something coming up, but I've been doing a lot uh, with Chicago PD right now. I haven't spoken yet, but I've had some featured roles. Um, one where I had to wear a wig, and um, 
I was disguised. I was pulled into the police station for being picked up on the street. You weren't a streetwalker, were you? I sure was. (laughs) My mom's going to be proud of that one. (laughs) It's always a good thing to be able to put down on your resume. Professional escort. (laughs) Yeah, so that wasn't really acting, but... (laughs) That was so natural for (laughs) you. It was natural. No, it was kind of awkward standing there. You know, I did runway for Victoria's Secret, and that was fine, walking in my underwear in front of 5,000 people. But kind of standing there on a set with 20 people, I mean, I had clothes on, but it just felt awkward. And being in that role, putting on the wig and all the the makeup just automatically just transformed me into feeling dirty. You know what? Those outfits, they're terrible. Because I did acting last year. Because David tried them on. I, <laughs> last year I said, okay, I'll try out for a mob doctor as an extra. So I go out there and they make me a Wait, co- whoa, whoa. Yes. Background atmosphere is the PC thing to say. Extra, you can't say that anymore. Oh, you You're going to have to bleep that out. Okay, okay. well, bleep that out. <laughs> okay, sorry for So they told me so. I've got to be there at 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, huh? And then I get an email saying, okay, get there before 8. So I get there. They give me a Chicago PD uniform to put on. I'm like, who wore this thing before? And it was this series finale. So the producer grabs me and says, I want you to walk past Jordan Spiro and kind of like check her out. I said, I could do that. <laughs> He's had a lot of practice. David so has had a lot I of practice. I do practice. that, check her out two, three times, and the one director gets me and goes, we're one, whatever they call it, one uh, shot away because they time everything. So then They're I'm like, geeks. okay. And then one of the other geeks says, no, <laughs> let's get the girl cop instead to check her out. I'm like, what? And I'm watching the series finale, and that was the last thing they shot. And I'm like, they cut me out. I said, I'm through with this acting. You know what's so funny is that I have done a lot of that background extra work, and everyone says to me, why do you do that? Seriously, you have an agent, you have other stuff, and for me, it doesn't pay well, but it's I would do it for free. I mean, being in the environment, I go there to learn and watch, and if I'm not booked for another job, why not? I mean, to me, it's still super... It's just being around where you want to be. But it is kind of, it can be a little tedious. When you get that 75-hour check, you're like, why did I do this? And and then they take the taxes out, and it's like $16. (laughs) So that's another conversation. Have a nice coffee someplace. But the best thing is you you think, you know, when you're doing this background stuff, like, oh, I'm in front of the camera, and it's going to be great. And then either that lens is totally blurry or it hits the cutting room floor. So I don't even watch anymore until I was doing one background thing. And I was sitting in the back of the courtroom thinking, I'm not on camera. What I did not realize that the girl in front of me was the main actress. She just wasn't talking. So I'm sitting back there just thinking I'm not on camera, chomping on gum, whatever. My friends call me. They're like, Allie, you look like an idiot on TV. They had the camera on her, and I'm sitting behind her looking like a cow chewing cud. The one time that I'm just like, oh, whatever. At least you were picking your nose. Well, that's <laughs> the thing that I didn't get to. Just kidding. No, but I mean, the gum chewing, it was pretty bad. So I learned you never know what's going to happen, but you can't go in with the expectation of, I'm going to be on camera because your background. But everybody... Works as a team, and you need background. You need right. you need everyone on that team. So, as an actress, compared to runway models, runway models they like 
nice and tall and thin. Actresses and actors tend to be about three foot two tall. How does a runway model deal being probably the pers- the tallest person on the set? Do they have you on your knees? Obviously, that's how you get jobs in that industry. That, that's yeah. another story for another yeah, that's day. That's when they cut. That's yeah. and that's after but, hours. But does being tall as an actress work in your favor? No, it does not. And actually, I've found some challenges being tall. Um, but I'm not going to give up. If they want me bad enough, if they see that I fit right, they're going to make it work. I did my research, and there's Jenna Elfman and Nicole Kidman, and there's all these actresses that are successful that are even taller than me. And so I feel like it might be a challenge at first. I might have a little bit more of a hard time, you know, booking those jobs, but when it's right, they're going to say, this is the girl that we want. We're going to make it happen. We'll put the rest of the guys on a soapbox. You forgot Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Can we please forget Jenny McCarthy? Wow, why would you want to forget Jenny McCarthy? Another story for another day. All right. But, yeah, there's tons of I, – I actually Googled actresses that are 5'9 and over, and there's a big, long list. But a lot of them were models before, and so I'm not scared. I think when my time is right and they're ready for me, they'll either I'll cut my legs off or or <laughs> they'll shoot. They can shoot it at angles where it can work. Does the layering come into play in your acting? It did, and it was so cool. Or so warm is the case, maybe. <clears throat> it was so warm. So um, I got to do a walk-on on Chicago PD. I guess not a walk-on, but I was a featured jogger for two days. Sure enough, on location. And I said to um, Icebreaker's PR lady, Louise, and my PR lady, Louise, that hey, I'm going to be outside in the freezing cold before I do this icebreaker stuff. Let's get some gear. And so I got it, and it was amazing. I am kid you not, probably seven people came up to me, and they're like, you poor little thing, are you freezing? You have no clothes on. Besides eat a sandwich and all that stuff, they're like, you've got to be freezing. And I was not cold. Not one bit. Maybe when I did my 20 takes of jogging, I would get a little bit warmer and then go inside. You know how you put on all these layers and then you go inside and you're sweating, you have to take it off? Then I was cool when I was inside. I didn't have to take the layers off. But the most beautiful thing about it is is that everyone was in these big coats and all these layers and they're still kind of cold and... I'm looking good in my few layers because it's not bulky. And you don't have any body fat. Oh, I have some. Oh, maybe we'll have a chance to see. My mouth. Yeah. You know what? When the people have all those layers on, aren't you tempted to just like push them over and see if they can get back up? Yeah, like the Christmas story, (laughs) the kid that where he can't get up with his arms sometimes. But I did play some jokes. I had a fake baby in a stroller, and I left it on the side to see what people would do. I kind of tipped it over. You have to have that kind of fun. But it was awesome. And then Sophia Bush, one of the main actresses on the show, came up, and she's like, 
your stuff is super cute and you're obviously warm. And so we got her some icebreaker stuff and she's like, but I need more. I want more. And, you know, now Jason McGay is wearing it and, and they love it. So we're trying to get, um, I think icebreaker is going to donate or give some for the, the production. Um, cause those guys are working so hard, you know, behind the scenes outside and freezing and, if I have to work extra hard to get it for them, I'm going to. They Do they have the it. name across everything so you could see the uh, name Icebreaker or a logo? or? You know, you're not really supposed to do a logo. You're supposed to cover logos up. Um, but, you know, if you look at this, it's just very small on the side. Very, very subtle product placement. Or there is, you know, stuff that is bigger and... Um, really says it. I had a nice picture with Jason McGay and I had him put on this big icebreaker logo so I could so I could tweet it and make me look all fancy. Okay. So David and I generally don't ask this of our female guests but All right. But what what are the chances of you taking off your clothes for us as we get to see Slim later? Slim to but, absolutely possible. Okay, that works. I've got I've got many layers. You have to see how I'm not looking bulky right now. You're not. I thought you just had a jacket and a shirt on. I know it's going to be scary when I take all these layers off. How many layers? Um, uh, let, let's see how high you can count. Uh, okay. We'll see how high you can count. We'll have something to look forward to. It's all like right. those Russian nesting dolls. Those what they call them. Uh, yeah, but this is a lot better, David. I don't know how to break this to you. Another great segment, Elliot, and how you did this. I don't either. I think we have to thank Louise Edwards, who is responsible for bringing in Alice and Pap today. But we're not done yet, are we? No, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Basketball Hall of Famer Jamal Wilkes. Stay tuned.